With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. This is the Rich Eisen Show. First things up, because uh, Stan Kroenke owns the Nuggets. Are you Were you mandated to root for the Rams in the Super Bowl? <laughs> Coach Malone. Yeah. Hey, I'm, I'm a good company, man, Rich. Okay. And, uh, you know, I, I was definitely rooting for the Rams. Arsenal, Avalanche, and the, and the Nuggets, I'm all for. That's right. So there's an I in Michael, but you are a team player. The Rich Eisen Show with guest host Ryan Leaf. Today's guests, MMQB columnist and former Packers executive, Andrew Brandt, plus Rich Eisen checks in from the NFL Combine. And now, it's Ryan Leaf. Welcome back, everybody, to the Rich Eisen Show. Ryan Leaf here filling in for Rich, rocking the Los Angeles Chargers hoodie today. It looks great on TV. His colors are just the best uniforms in the NFL. They are in the discussion. The powder blues, you mean, right? Yeah. Yeah. I'd, yeah, uh, I'd per, have to, pretty I'd darn have to good. Chargers unis are always the, the Patriot throwback reds are good too. Nah. I mean, look, they're, they're clearly <laughs> all fighting for second place because they don't have stars on their. Oh helmets. my gosh! This stop with this! I was a cowboy. All right, it's not the end. I'll be all. <laughs> <laughs> I'm telling you right now, t- I'm telling you right now, putting the black and gold or black and yellow on from the Steelers would have is, is much more impressive. Tell me, wasn't this? Weren't the Cowboys your last team though? No, Seattle was. Oh, okay. I was about to say, I thought it was the end, though. Yeah. Uh, just that's kind of, I'm a little upset. I appreciate that you like it and all. It's pretty bland. But that's why the brand is so strong, I think. It's just, you know, it's a star. It's America's team. I get it. They're pretty, you know. I don't like your attitude right now. I got to be honest. <laughs> Not getting through the velvet rope today, apparently. So, TJ Jefferson here I, with us. I might have Tadal not let you through this thing at the club if you keep that up. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Jason Feller on the ones and twos. Chris Brockman here. Uh, right. The start of the second hour here. On the Rich Eisen Show, filling in for Rich Ryan Leaf. Um, Andrew Brandt's going to join us in about, oh, 18 minutes or so. Talk uh, what we've been talking about, the quarterback carousel, in particular, uh, Aaron Rodgers. A report came out from Ian Rappaport yesterday stating that during the process, while Aaron Rodgers is making the decision on whether or not he's going to come back or not, uh, his agent and the executives there, uh, Brian Gunkust and... Uh, Say that the, 10 times. Yeah, that group are uh, talking about an extension, whatever that looks like. Short-term extension, I like two years. I would expect the numbers to be two years, $100 million. That's what I expect them to be. Now, whether they can make it work because they have to get under the cap, right? They're about $27 million right now, still over the cap. They were at 50, 50 plus when the season ended. So they have manufactured and changed and restructured deals to, to almost pull away half of that. And they have to do that the rest of the way too and then get get themselves on the other side of the cap 
or they can make it work now. Renegotiating Aaron's contract is a big part of this because extending him or renegotiating because he's at $46 million of dead money on this cap. So right there, if you're able to cut that in half, that, that takes you to, uh, to even. So I expect that to be the case. I expect them to find money to, to invest in the, the franchise tag for Devontae Adams, at least for one more year run. We'll talk to Andrew Brandt, uh, former Packers executive here in about, about 16 minutes or so. That quarterback carousel we were talking about, right? It's fun. Uh, Juicy. Russell Wilson, right? Wasn't there a story the other day about him kind of scrubbing some Seattle Seahawks stuff from his social media? <laughs> yeah. He changed the banner photo. He took out the Go Hawks and all that stuff. But, you know, we haven't really heard much from Russell like we did last year where he was not asking for a trade, but here are the four teams I'll go to telling DP that, he doesn't want to get hit as much. He wants his line to play better. Haven't heard much from Russ this offseason. I will say uh, uh, he was at the Stanford-Washington uh, game the other night pumping up his sister and that team. Oh, yeah? Yeah. Saw that. I don't think he's going anywhere. I don't think he's going anywhere either. I don't think Pete Carroll's going anywhere either. I think they're gonna. this is a, a situation they're in for what much speculation around what should happen and what shouldn't happen. All right, Jimmy Garoppolo. News broke yesterday that he had off-season shoulder surgery, something that happened in the uh, NFC wildcard round versus the Dallas Cowboys, and um, and also a thumb injury that happened along the span, too. He played. There's a big reason why you saw John Lynch and Kyle Shanahan and everybody on that team really kind of have his back when the season was over. It was like they knew what he, he played through because Trey Lance wasn't ready to go. Still wasn't ready to go in the biggest moments of the season in the end. They knew what Jimmy Garoppolo played through to get to where they were getting. Um, the two teams I'm hearing the most or the loudest for Jimmy Garoppolo, Pittsburgh Steelers, who are in need of a quarterback. Uh, Matt Canada, the new offensive coordinator, runs an RPO system very similar to what Kyle Shanahan runs. So he has uh, the wherewithal to make Jimmy fit in and be very knowledgeable with what he does in that type of system. They run the ball well. They have Najee Harris. They have to address the offensive line, of course, not only to protect Jimmy, but also run the football because it's pointless if you're not able to protect uh, and do the things they they should have done in the offseason last year. And the other team is the Washington Commodores, right? Commanders. Commanders. Sorry, the Commanders. Why is that so hard for me? to? Every time I've said it, I've said it wrong. Just say And everything I've done. Washington football team. um, They are in a position um, where where Ron Rivera talked about how do you hear anybody complaining about what the Los Angeles Rams gave up for Matthew Stafford last offseason? <laughs> they can't hear you if they are because they have that Super Bowl ring in their ear. Right? So they're willing to do what they have to do. They have a ton of money under the cap um, to go make some big splash. Um, I don't know if Jimmy Garoppolo is that big splash. Uh, Mitch Trubisky's name has been brought and tossed about a ton yeah. at the Combine. And that's without mentioning the two the 2022 quarterback prospects and that tells you where they're at in terms of what people think and see from this class if Mitchell Trubisky's name is at the at the very top of of everything around the free agents market uh he's gonna have a chance probably to be a starter somewhere uh Brian Dable spoke so highly of him being their general manager about what he did in Buffalo and the biggest takeaway I had is is Something that Bean said in his meeting the other day about how Mitch 
did not mention his time in Chicago at all. Like, didn't point the finger once, didn't blame anybody else. I mean, that is huge. There's an accountability to that. Like, I own what I own. It didn't work out. They didn't want me any longer. And now I have to make the best of it. I work hard. I'm capable of being a starting quarterback in this league. And he's going to get a shot this offseason, whether that ends up being um, uh, in some of those places we talked about. Yeah, Washington is $30 million under the cap. So they have a chance to make a splash in free agency. We already talked about Deshaun Watson. Now let's talk about two quarterbacks that at the time right now are considered projected starters for their their respective teams next year. Uh, Carson Wentz, the Indianapolis Colts, no matter what, he's getting paid $15 million. It's good to be Carson Wentz right now. Mm-hmm. Very good to be Carson Wentz right now. Unfortunately, it doesn't sound like the team's backing him as much. They gain about $13 million in leverage uh, if they cut him before the March 18th um, signing period. And where do they go from there? Now, they've been able to, over the last five years, to play, uh, you know, mix and match at the quarterback position. Five quarterbacks in the last five years. Where do they go here? What does Frank Reich, what does Chris Ballard, what do they do at the quarterback position? Because they're extremely talented and they can't hold on to this nucleus much longer because their contracts that are coming up, guys are going to get paid and they're not going to be able to pay everybody. There's also a curse being really good at drafting players. You know, because yeah, true that. <laughs> those contracts are going to come up and the cap is what it is, yeah. and everybody expects to be paid. You're not being able to pay everybody. Just look at the New Orleans Saints a year ago. Never ha- thought of it like that. Having to look uh, uh, in the face of Trey Hendrickson as he walked out the door as a free agent and go to Cincinnati and become the player he was. Because they just didn't have the cap. They didn't have the ability. Right? They drafted well. Uh, they just couldn't afford him. And they let him walk out the door and have a, a career year in Cincinnati. So, And the other quarterback that I'm very intrigued with, and Mike McDaniel, um, I'm, I'm sure will speak to this, uh, today, uh, what the mandate is around Tua, Tua, Tua Tungavailoa, right? What that looks like. Because for, for two years, the uh, the quarterback has had to deal with so much. Not only injuries, play time, but then ownership looking to maybe displace him or replace him in any chance they they can. So what's that like? Is Mike McDaniel being tasked to resurrect the young quarterback's career? Or is he looking at a veteran quarterback to bring in to compete? And then ultimately, if Tua can't get it done, be the guy. That's why I always kind of thought Jimmy Garoppolo was an interesting figurehead in this in terms of trade. Because of his familiarity with Mike McDaniel. Right? And if Tua can't be the guy... You know, where do you go from there? It should be interesting. So those are the quarterbacks that I see. Kyler Murray, Aaron Rodgers, Russell Wilson, Jimmy Garoppolo, Mitchell Trubisky, Deshaun Watson, Carson Wentz, Tua Tungavailoa. Those are the main characters in this play, I think, heading into the offseason. Who's going to be your guy? What's it going to look like? Is it going to be on your – is it going to be your part in making the move, making it go a different direction? Is Aaron Rodgers going to force to trade Russell Wilson? Is Kyler Murray ultimately going to – you know he is he's under no control here he could sit out i mean which i don't i don't understand what what that would do for for this team also i i don't know if you know watching colt mccoy come in those two out of those three starts that he wasn't in be extremely successful right yeah dominating the seahawks the divisional game 
I mean, things like that aren't good for leverage for him either. So uh, interesting to see where that goes. Uh, and Jimmy Garoppolo, of course, has to be traded. Mitchell Trubisky is the free agent. Marcus Mariota's name is floating on around there too, right? What, what does that look like? Um, I don't know if he fits necessarily in with Josh McDaniel's mindset uh, with Derek Carr and what they want to do. I don't, I, don't, I don't quite know. And then Carson Wentz. Where is he at if he's not in Indianapolis? Yeah, is there a starting spot for him in the league? Pittsburgh? If, if Jimmy, if Jimmy ends up in, let's say if Jimmy ends up in Pittsburgh, is Carson in Washington? Can Carson end up in Pittsburgh? He could. He very well could. I think he is. He's kind of, he's kind of young Ben Roethlisberger-esque, really, if you think about it. Big guy, big arm, can move, can take a hit and still keep going. Like The play doesn't end when he gets hit. Yeah, that could be interesting. Yeah, I think Wentz is a lot option. better than he gets credit for. for I sure. totally agree with that. Um, not saying he's a top ten QB, but I, I, I've looked. I mean, you look back at the throw he made against Arizona on that. I think it was a Thursday night game uh, to win. Um, was so impressive late in the season. But the two losses against the Las Vegas Raiders. And then the Jacksonville Jaguars, when all they had to do was go down and beat a team that was going to be the, the worst team in the league, um, and they couldn't get it done. And Carson played incredibly poorly, right? Turned the football over, made some poor decisions, and made some bad mistakes. So that is glaringly out front for everybody to see. When I don't necessarily believe you should put that all in one basket, put all those eggs in one basket, because he's a very capable starting quarterback. He was injured early in the season. If you recall, he broke his foot, had to miss a lot of preseason time and training camp. And then, um, you know, what, what's it about for him moving forward? I, I think you give him another chance. I really do. I mean, guys getting paid regardless. You can save some money by letting him go like I talked about. Right. $13 million, that's not, that's not nothing. So we'll see what Chris Ballard, Jim Mersey and Frank Reich have to say about that here in the next few days because uh, 16 days from now is when that when that line of demarcation comes where you have to make a decision or not uh, on saving that money and whether he's your guy. It's always something to be said about having a quarterback. Is he a guy that can win you a Super Bowl? I don't know. The Rams thought they didn't have the guy that could do that after witnessing him against the New England Patriots. They went on a guy that thought could be the difference in getting that done. And he was exactly that because they were in exactly the same position they were against the Patriots. They were down late, opportunistic, an opportunity for them to get it done. Uh, Brandon Cooks and Jared Goff didn't. Cooper Cup and Matthew Stafford did. Yep. That was the difference, and now, there's, now they're world champions. They're going to run it back. Um, they're going to run it back. They should. The business of football, everybody. And the business of football. No reason not to if you're the Rams. I'm just thinking about Wentz, I'm thinking about Jimmy G. Like, we all agree Wentz can be a start in this league. Does Jimmy G have a starting spot next year? Definitely. 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 I think he's a starting quarterback wherever he lands. And I think the team that, that, that trades for him may have him compete a little bit, but when they trade for that in their mind, if they're going to, because it's a trade, it's not free agency, it's not, right. uh, this is a trade. You're going to be giving up something to get him. And that's meaningful. Now, if you see him as a backup, which I don't think any of these teams do, this guy played, uh, you know, in in 
two NFC championships in a Super Bowl over the last three years. When he's healthy, when he's made it throughout most of the season, his teams have been very good. Now, those teams were really good, too, defensively right. and how they ran the football. Right. So don't get me wrong. He was very contributory to what these successful football teams were in those three seasons. I think, right. I think Jimmy's a good fit in Tampa. Uh, I do, too. I heard rumblings uh, that Bruce Arians, because of his, I would say, lax um, I guess um, bringing in players with past history. There's rumblings around if, if some way, shape, or form that the civil suits are oh, are dealt Deshaun. with. Deshaun Watson could be a a fit there. Interesting. Arians talked about Kyle Trask is the next up, and then they'll most likely try to see what they can do in the free agent market uh, with the understanding that Tom Brady isn't coming back. So we'll see. We'll see. I don't necessarily know, especially with the way that Bruce Arians fills out his coaching staff, and he's very bit open to, to women being on his staff. Yeah, he's super progressive. Yeah. Super progressive. I don't know if you can bring in a guy that's been accused of the things he's been accused of. Right. Though, I would have said the same thing around Antonio Brown, accused of some similar things. Yeah. And yet he was still brought in, and they, you know, I feel enabled that behavior for as long as they could. So we'll see. Um, Next up, uh, our friend Andrew Brandt, former Packers executive, is going to join us and talk to us all about the Aaron Rodgers situation and what he thinks is going to happen next. You're listening to The Rich Eisen Show here on Westwood One and Peacock TV. Every golf equipment company claims to be longer off the tee, but Callaway's new Rogue ST driver is the only one built to completely bomb it. It's been speed-tuned to Callaway's fastest, most stable driver ever. Every Rogue ST is engineered with a new tungsten speed cartridge, which gives you more speed on off-center hits and provides more forgiveness thanks to high MOI. But that's just the beginning because Callaway has engineered a Rogue ST for every player. Brockman, you listen to this? Yeah, most golfers, yeah, I, need, I need this so bad. Most golfers will fit into the max because of its incredible so combination bad. of distance and forgiveness. But there's also Max D. Their dedicated draw model for players who need more shot shape correction. Mm -hmm. Now, if you need something more like low spin, there's Max LS, which gives you stronger trajectory with a more neutral ball flight. But for the true players out there, the Rogue ST Triple Diamond LS is the compact, low spin, head that to the tour players love. Callaway has thought through every aspect of speed. So all you have to do is go Rogue. Find your Rogue ST driver at CallawayGolf.com slash Go Rogue. We'll be right back to Andrew Brandt here on the Rich Eisen Show. Let's talk game time. Boy, do we love using game time tickets at the Rich Eisen Show. And every single time I've been watching the basketball playoffs on TV, I've been wondering what it would be like to be at these games. And when you choose your tickets on game time, you can see the view from your seat where the court is, where you are in relation to it. And then the all-in prices, that's my favorite feature. The all-in prices makes sure that you see the lowest price guarantee and also know exactly how much everything costs all in before you purchase. So all the guests is removed when you buy playoff tickets with game time. 
Download the Game Time app, create an account, and use my code RICH for $20 off your first purchase. Terms apply. Visit GameTime.co for restrictions. Again, create an account, redeem my code RICH for $20 off your first purchase. Download Game Time today. Last minute tickets, lowest price guaranteed. Let's talk sleep number, people, because quality sleep is so essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is dissolved for your ever-evolving sleep needs. And the same thing for your partner. So you can choose what's right for each of you whenever you like. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Quiets your snores or your partner's? Sleep Number does that. My Sleep Number setting is 60. My wife's is 70. Ten numbers apart, but it truly is the world of difference. The Sleep Number sleep that you get is unbelievable. You will love it. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now you could save 50%. That's 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Welcome back, everybody, to the Rich Eisen Show. I'm Ryan Leaf filling in for Rich today. T.J. Jefferson along with the ride. Jason sure. Feller hey. on the ones and twos. And uh, Chris Brockman, as always. <laughs> Love these guys. <laughs> Our next guest... Uh, who has been a terribly fun listen and watch on Twitter uh, and around his business of football uh, podcast. Former Packers executive, Mr. Andrew Brandt, joins us on the Mercedes-Benz Vans line. Joining us now, Mr. Andrew Brandt. What's going on? Hey, Ryan, good to be with you. I felt like I was eavesdropping into some... uh... Some cocktail hour with Rich Eyes. I didn't know what was going on there. Well, what in the breaks? In the breaks. So just to give you some some context uh, context during the breaks uh, when on Peacock on the TV version of it, uh, they they replay some some uh, former okay. greatest hits things, and that was with him and Craig Kilborn one day just you know mixing up some martinis and having a little martini hour here on the show. Yeah, I get it, Ryan. It's good to be with you. I met you first when you were coming out of college and I represented a guy named Ricky Williams. Oh yeah. Who was in his junior year at the ESPN college football Awards, So we were all down in Orlando. And, uh, then of course he was ready to come out and he decided last minute he was going to stay in another year. Um, but anyway, yeah, I represented Ricky for a while before he fired me to go to master P. Oh, Ooh. Yeah, that was a time. That was a time. I watched Ricky on Bill Maher the other night. Yeah. 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 I thought it was interesting. Those two were, were two peas in a pod together. Um, yeah, well, now Ricky, of course, is mainstream. When 20 years ago, he was out there. You know, that's how the world's changed. Yeah, definitely. I mean, uh, the idea that a guy would leave the game because he couldn't uh, test uh, to now, you know, uh, where the world's heading. So, yeah, I, I, the business right side of everything that – 20 years ago was you were shamed you were looked upon as being shameful for for something like that yeah i mean i talk about in my teaching and my my talking is about two areas of sports that have become completely normalized that five ten certainly 20 years ago were completely taboo and that number one is marijuana and number two is sports betting not only is sports betting allowed because of the Supreme Court a few years ago, but it is embraced 
You know, back in the day, you had players just kicked out of the leagues. Pete Rose still is not back in baseball. You had Tony Romo couldn't even go to a fantasy football convention because it was at a casino. I mean, the way they've embraced sports betting, I just continue to shake my head. It is part and parcel of sports from the business side right now. Where do you think that shift happened? Was it just ultimately when they saw the states legalizing it and they and the NFL saw their bottom line, uh, you know, just just being able to explode because of it? Or where did the shift ultimately change for you, Andrew? Well, a couple of things. I think, obviously, the legal side, the NFL and all the leagues fought this for seven years until they lost. And I always wondered, do they really want to lose or do they want to win? Because if they lose, it's in place and the values of these franchises are going to rise significantly. What they wanted, of course, was a federal solution, not the state-by-state patchwork, which we have now. Right. But I think two things grease the skids, Ryan. Number one, the embrace of fantasy. Not only season-long fantasy where you show up at the beginning of the year and draft your favorite players with your buddies, now it's daily fantasy starting 2015 when FanDuel and DraftKings bombarded the world with their ads and their promotions, and it became mainstream, and the leagues accepted it and embraced it because, like, hey, you're not betting on the teams. You're having fun on these players. So once they embraced fantasy and realized what an incredible fan engagement tool that was, the only next step is real gambling. And the second thing that lured, I think, all the leagues to gambling is the lure of Las Vegas. It is a untapped market, I think, still. And you're running out of markets, right? These leagues with 30, 32 teams are running out of big-time markets, which are entertainment capitals. So once the NHL actually made the first move, it was only a matter of time. And, of course, the Raiders went there, and now all-star games are going there. Drafts are going there. I think combines are going there. There you go. So yep. here we are. Yeah, it's it's been a, an evolution uh, since I met you that night in Orlando uh, to where yeah. we're at now. Uh, that's for sure. Not only on a professional but uh, personal level as as well too. The um, the business side of it, especially around the broadcasting aspect. Right. We just heard word that that Troy Aikman looks like he's going to be moving from Fox to ESPN for, for Monday Night Football. Uh, Tony Romo, a few years back, signed a deal around $1 million a game to call football games, right? This is more money than he'll have ever been paid as a, right. um, as a player. What, what's driving this? It's, it's, it's the TV money. It's the TV rights. I get it. But is it sustainable for, for networks to, to pay this kind of money for guys who essentially sit up there and just kind of tell you what you just saw? Yeah, I mean, I think that's a, it's a healthy debate, Ryan, because obviously I know everyone says the same thing. You don't turn on games for announcers. But in the scheme of things, if you look at owners, GMs, before you get to players, probably broadcasters are close to players compared to no one turns it on to watch owners, no one turns it on to watch GMs. But I think the issue you mentioned briefly as you led into the question, the money allocated towards NFL programming is beyond anyone's expectations. I mean, I continue to shake my head. It was six months ago. The NFL locked in deals. They're done. It's over. $110 billion between ESPN, Fox, NBC, CBS, and Amazon. 
for the next 11, 12 years. $110 billion, it's mind-blowing. Mind-blowing. To the, to the point where ratings don't even matter. You know, we people talk about, well, this week they got this rating, this week they got that. Who cares? I mean, ratings are irrelevant now because they've made the deals. And if the ratings keep going up, then it's the networks who end up looking like they got the good deal rather than the NFL. So I guess my point is when you're spending, pick a number, $20 billion at ESPN or Fox or CBS or NBC, what's $15 million a year to a broadcaster? Uh-huh. You know, it's like that's just part of the program. It's like, you know, my negotiations, I'll let you in on my negotiations with the Packers. I'm like, listen, I'm managing $150 million player payroll here. What, I deserve a percentage of that. You know, like if I was an asset manager at a company, I'd get, you know, one, two, three percent of that. So you're all it's all in scale when you negotiate these deals. Uh, the Aaron Rodgers conversation. You have always been a guy that 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 we go to with with this with this conversation. Right. Uh, you, you signed him back in the day. You've been uh, kind of been on the ground floor watching this all play out a year ago. Uh, you, you felt like there's no way if he decides to come back, he's going anywhere else. This year, you've been a little more hesitant. You thought maybe something may happen. Where, where do you think we stand right now, and, and do you think we'll hear something soon enough? Yeah, I mean, I, listen, I try not to be wishy-washy. I've, for two years, I've said, okay, 2021, he's back. There's nowhere to go. Packers aren't trading him. He's not going to retire. And that happened, even though a lot of people thought he was so upset he'd never show up. 2022, I have maintained realizing, I could be wrong, that I think this is the separation point between him and the Packers. A couple reasons I'll just keep going back to. Draft night 2020, where everyone's in their basement, the COVID draft, I just remember seared images in my mind of Brian Gutekunst and Matt LaFleur smiling ear to ear that they had just traded up to get Jordan Love. Now, with Aaron, we sat back and waited. We didn't want to take a quarterback, but he's staring us in the face, and we fell in our lap. With Jordan Love, they went up and got him. And I just don't think they got him for him to sit three years. Maybe, certainly not one year. But I thought two years. I just have thought two years. So here we are now, and of course they didn't expect Aaron to have two MVP years, but we keep hearing about, oh, you know, Aaron doesn't know yet, doesn't... I'm like, if he wanted to come back and everything was copacetic with the Packers, why, why, what are we doing here? Like, what are we doing? This idea that they hired a, his old coach. Well, his old coach coached him when he was a young quarterback, which would be good for Jordan Love. Or this idea that he's getting along better with the front office. Well, if he's getting along better with the front office, then let's go. What are we waiting for? So I guess, you know, I'm trying to say this is why I think There'll be a separation, and the separation could be a trade. It could be a retirement. That's secondary. But I just, as long this, as it continues to take longer, I'm sort of staying with what I felt all along, that this is a separation point. Well, it's been very, very interesting around what that's going to be, and he's, you know, his appearances on the Pat McAfee show have made it even more interesting in terms of what he's going to do. Let's say yeah. they, they make the decision uh, to, to – to coincide with one another and get it done. Uh, what kind of contract do you think uh, he's going to want uh, and one that the Packers are going to be able to give because of the salary cap situation that they're in right now? Well, if he stays, I think it's, a, again, I'm going to be, maybe I'm wrong again a year from now, but if he stays, 
I say it's a one year. What people don't realize is a year ago he negotiated a deal where he's got an out. I thought maybe he was going to try to get an out after this year. He got an out after next year. And I guess my question is why would he give that up? Why would he give up an ability to be a free agent and pick his team and pick his money a year from now so he could get $50 million guaranteed? I mean, listen, I don't, I don't know why he would give that up. I'm looking at it from the player point of view. I think that's more valuable than money. I do. Um, so I guess what I'm saying is they would bonus out a big bonus this year, have these dummy years in the contract, which all these teams are doing, to prorate the bonus over a bunch of years and get it done. But as you've noted from my Twitter, Ryan, past few weeks, I think this cap stuff from the public point of view is, is way overrated. People like me in my former position are hired to figure it out. Just like coaches coach and GMs manage cap managers manage the cap. So I said this in a tweet last week, I said fans and media worry a lot more about teams' caps than the teams do. <laughs> They'll figure it out. Well, and, and that's the thought I had around all this, too, was the fact that like this team didn't all of a sudden go, oh my gosh, we're this much over the cap. They, right. they knew it going into it. They had a plan in place, and they've already started to execute it. Right? They've cut about half of that $50-plus million off the cap, and if they renegotiate Rodgers, if he's able to come back, I mean, that's $46 million in dead money that, that goes away and is redistributed other places. Exactly, and I don't know what, you know, maybe Darius Smith goes, maybe Randall Cobb goes. I mean, there are a lot of things they can do, and you're right. You're so right. These teams have plans, and frankly, I believe Brian Gutekunst when he says, yeah, we'll just wait for Aaron and figure it out. No, they've figured it out, and part of me thinks they know what Aaron's going to do. You know, they have figured it out. They, that's what their job is to do in all these teams. Yeah. You know, they they don't wake up in February and say, oh boy, what do we do? Right. He, I'm sure there's the conversations with Dave Dunn, Aaron's agent, yeah. has been ongoing uh, if and when. Uh, so when this comes down to it, uh, and because of when the league season, uh, when the new league season starts, you got to have it already because you got to be below the cap. So it, it makes sense. Speaking of agents, and you were in this business. I wanted to ask you this question about Lamar Jackson and the juxtaposition uh, with him and Kyler Murray because Kyler Murray's agent has made some comments of late trying to get him a bigger, uh, a big uh, extension like the likes of Patrick Mahomes and Josh Allen where Lamar Jackson, who is a MVP, who has gone in, into extended stays into the playoffs and is their franchise quarterback, is going on his fifth-year option without a, a contract in place. Where, where do you think in terms of those two things, um, whether an agent is doing a disservice to Kyler or is it a disservice to Lamar not having one? Well, I think we can answer the Lamar thing within the Kyler answer. Kyler, uh, I'm guessing what happened, I'm pretty sure what happened, is his three-year period came up. So for people who don't know, the CBA requires three years in the league before you can renegotiate. So he finishes the season – I'm sure Eric Burkhardt, his agent, went to the Cardinals, said, okay, three years is up. We played on this crappy rookie contract, even getting this incredible value. Time to do a big deal. And the Cardinals maybe in some way or shape said, we'd like to wait. And maybe it's wait more into the East season. Maybe it's wait another year or whatever. And I believe that stung Murray and his agent. And so his agent puts it out on Twitter 
basically show me the money, and now we've got a standoff. Last year, two of the three quarterbacks in that position did not get deals. The one that did was Josh Allen. The one that didn't was Mayfield and Jackson and the Ravens. Um, unlike what appears to be happening with Murray, Jackson and Mayfield did not make a big deal about it. Uh, I don't think Murray is going to be as quiet. Yeah. So I think they've got a problem there. Now, Jackson didn't do a deal. We don't know why. People speculate because he didn't have an agent. He's doing it by himself or he's using his mom or some advisor. I'm not sure that's you know accurate. There's obviously reasons involved, but if the Ravens wanted to do a deal, I don't think the fact that he didn't have a traditional agent would have stopped that. Maybe if he had a traditional agent, there'd be more pressure on the Ravens to do the deal, uh, and maybe it would have resulted in a little bit more of a adverse stance like Murray is taking. So it's interesting. Yeah, it's it's, it's incredibly interesting, and uh, and we really appreciate your time, Andrew Brandt, everybody, former Packers executive and uh, podcast um, business of sports. Andrew, good to talk to you again. I've been I've been. Hoping for this every time I hosted Rich's show to get you on and talk about all this stuff. It was good to hear from you again. Thanks for joining us. Always good to be with you, Ryan. I know people are tweeting me about the newsletter, too. So up our newsletter now, just go to andrew-brandt.com, and I'll get you that newsletter. Sign up. I'm on it. I'm going to get on it. I need to. I appreciate you, Andrew. Thanks, Ryan. Andrew Brandt, everybody, former NFL executive with the Packers, of course, uh, as well as professor uh, where he teaches – Business of football. He's got a podcast and now a newsletter that goes with it. Check that out. Uh, sorry for the technical issues, folks out there listening we're on your back. radio airwaves. I, you know what? We're we're agile though. That's going to be like a a, a a blooper reel. I'm assuming, right? I mean, you running over here. That's the fastest you've moved in years. Well, you know, I'm doing a show. You know, it's the most important thing I've done in years. <laughs> Uh, when we come back, we'll 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 hear about uh, something went down at the combine. <laughs> Mike McDaniel was up on stage doing his press conference. Apparently, words were said. Mm-hmm. Rich then charged the podium. Yep, something like that. Maybe not like that. I don't know. But uh, we'll look into that <laughs> when we come back. Uh, <laughs> you're listening to the Rich Eisen Show. I'm Ryan Leaf. Let's talk O'Reilly Auto Parts, people, or as you might know from their jingle, O-O-O O'Reilly Auto Parts. They're in the business of keeping your car on the road. O'Reilly Auto Parts offers friendly, helpful service and the parts knowledge you need for all your maintenance and repairs because you know when you need your car fixed, you need somebody who knows what they're talking about and is helpful, has a smile on their face, and gets you back on the road. They've got thousands of parts and accessories in stock, either in-store or online, so you never have to worry if you're in a jam. The team at O'Reilly Auto Parts can test your battery for free in or out of your car. If it needs to be replaced, they'll help you just... Find the right battery for your vehicle. Need your windshield wipers replaced, a brake light fix, or a quick service? They'll help you find the right part or point you to the nearest local repair shop for help. Whether you're a car aficionado or an auto novice, you will find the employees at O'Reilly Auto Parts knowledgeable, helpful, and the best of all, friendly. Stop by O'Reilly Auto Parts today or visit us at O'ReillyAuto.com slash eisen. That's O'ReillyAuto.com slash eisen. 
Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Oh, welcome back, everybody, to the Rich Eisen Show. Ryan Lee filling in for Rich. That Bob Costas bit uh, for you radio listeners out there. We show the TV uh, audience on Peacock TV. They showed a uh, return of Bob Costas uh, talking with Rich, and uh, there was a bogus social media uh, um, troll out there that was taking credit for it. And, and Bob, I had never seen Rich and you guys crack up as much as you guys did during that. He was very, very good. Uh, being self-deprecating and fun with all of that. Um, before the break, uh, we were talking with Andrew Brandt, and of course he, he filled us in with all of the insight around the Aaron Rodgers situation, what that would look like, the cap situation and the fear from fans and this, that, and the other. And I think he quieted a lot of people's nerves around that in that uh, uh, you know, Aaron Rodgers most likely has his decision made for whatever reason – uh, he's just he's continuing to carry this out, maybe because he wants more uh, speculation because it's interesting and it's talked about more than some of the choices he made last year and 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 what that cost him. Also, I do think for some reason that that he has some sort of inside uh, inside baseball deal with Pat McAfee. The, the longer they drag this thing out, the more ad dollars that that Pat can sell for the day that that. Uh, Aaron comes on and for an hour nonetheless right I mean I, I can't imagine what the what the the hour ad rate goes for when Aaron Rodgers is on his show yeah I don't know but it's certainly something that uh, everyone has kind of in a weird way looked forward to on on Twitter and social media each day just to see what Aaron will say and what he's wearing how what his hair looks like that day you know <laughs> Pat's been trying to lobby him to join the Colts kind of for a while too and you know, that's an interesting fit if we want to talk about that. But, yeah, I mean, they've got a, you know, budding relationship, the two of them, and it's, uh, you know, makes for good headlines and clicks and all that stuff. But Tell me this. Can Aaron Rodgers win a Super Bowl with his hair the way it is? There isn't, there isn't a Super Bowl champion, I, if I recall correctly, any, at any time that could wear his hair in a bun. Hmm. No, a long-haired Super Bowl champion. That's a great question. Did Ken Stabler have long hair back in the day? Brady, Brady had long hair at one point, didn't he? But they didn't win that year. Oh, okay. Like, so that, that, that dooms Trevor Lawrence, right? He can never win a Super Bowl, right? <laughs> Trevor Lawrence would have to cut his He'd hair. He'd have to cut yeah, his hair, yeah. Samson will have to cut his hair, unfortunately. So, <laughs> yeah, that's a problem, I think. I think that, uh, you know, I don't, the look. Oh. I'm just jealous of the hair, really. Are, his hair, though, are you? It, just, it, just anyone yeah. with hair, to be honest. Okay, <laughs> I understand yeah, the that. The bar is low for him, is what he's saying. Yeah, the bar is it low. is low, <laughs> but let's not let's not focus on that. Let's focus on those that like he he he's growing out his hair, but it's not incredibly great. I don't think it, it looks kind of slimy, and uh, it kind of reminds me of uh, <laughs> a little greasy. Well, it has that wet look where it always. What looks, was the what was the uh, what was the the name of the character on the Batman Begins, who killed the Waynes. Oh, I know what you mean. Joe Chill. Yeah. <laughs> he reminds me of Joe Chill. But remember, he was John Wick for Halloween. He just kind of kept it. 
Yeah. That was the whole point, right? Yeah, to was, sell crypto? Yeah, that was... Well, I don't what know. was it for? I don't know. He just had a Halloween costume. Remember? Because he said originally, I'm growing it out for a Halloween costume, and it was John Wick, which was a great look, good costume. That hair's pretty thin. I love those movies. It's thinning hair. It's, yeah, that it's almost trans, translucent great. coming through there. <laughs> you said translucent. And he's got the gray. Is that the right word? <laughs> you know, it is the right word. Right. <laughs> he's got the gray in the beard, though, now, Doing too. a wonder... I got... Hey, look at this right here. This is very prominent now, this gray. You're on your soul patch? Yeah. I don't know what to think about it. Dye it. Again... The Rich Eisen Show has become all about us, the vanity. <laughs> <laughs> look at me on TV. Hey, Mom, okay, look well, at me. If you guys really want vanity, you had to see Ryan like powdering himself before his shots. That, that is something that we should have showed. Maybe I shouldn't have said that out loud. <laughs> I mean, there's a reason it's here, right? <laughs> True. Yeah. <laughs> These lights a, are hot. It's over there. You, might you don't want to be it. shiny, right? I've learned this in my years of broadcasting now. Okay. We got into it with Andrew Brandt around the broadcasting mm -hmm. side of it, okay? Troy Aikman is heading to ESPN, it looks like. Yeah, 90 mil. $90 million to call football games. Almost just, twice as much as he made his entire Cowboys career. Yeah. Okay, I'm just, I'm just telling you this right now. The discrepancy between what guys at the very top of this spectrum get in comparison to what guys at the bottom get is so huge, right? I, I'm going to be transparent with you, all right? I call games for ESPN. I get paid... I don't know if I want to tell you how much yeah, I get paid. I would say don't, tell us, yeah. don't put tell, an actual number on it. Tell us offline. It's not, it's not a million dollars a game. Okay, let's put it that way. <laughs> right. really? Not a million dollars a game. <laughs> right. I mean, no. I, I would have expected a better birthday gift for Cage if there was a million dollars. <laughs> I would have expected to be invited to Cage's party, but that's a whole other story. You did but. get invited, so stop. Though, <laughs> knew that was coming. I will say this. Um, we do the exact same thing. <laughs> It's not the same game, right? right? I'm not mm -hmm. calling Cowboys Packers. Right. I'm calling Kansas TCU. The more, audience isn't the same. More rabid fans, though. I think the fans are rabid as well. I work just as hard. Mm -hmm. um, and I, I, I feel like I do a pretty damn good job. Otherwise, I wouldn't keep getting the opportunities to do it, right? So... This is a public service announcement to Amazon, who has yet to fill their Thursday night role, okay? You, whatever you were going to pay Aikman, you can pay me half, all right? I'll do it for half. I'll work my tail off for you. I'll be incredibly good, and it will be better news because it's going to be polarizing. Half the people are going to hate it. The other half of the people are going to love it. It's going to be such a big news story, you're going to get more bang for your buck. So I know, Bezos, you're an Amazon God, and you love to have as much marketing as you can, who, who better? Who better than, than Ryan Leaf right now to call the Thursday night game? <laughs> I wonder who should, I should call it with, though. That's really the next that's, question that's you have to question. answer. You already have the answer now for who's going to be the, the color commentator for Thursday night football. Well, can I be the first to congratulate you? Yes. Congratulations, man. Thank you. Thank us? you. Three-man booth. Yeah. Let's go. You could be on the, I think, I'd like you on the sideline. I think Brockman and I could be great as two sideline reporters, just Let's giving go. like some weird <laughs> info and intel during the game. Right, when know? like when the Guys, I tasted the Gatorade before the yeah. game. The orange is a little strong. Gonna need a little more water mixed in. Back to you. Mm -hmm. uh, I, I want to get the real insight, like when the, the offensive lineman or the player can't get to the bathroom fast enough, then everybody has yeah. to hold towels up. Hey, Ryan, I want to let you know that uh, the offensive lineman here, he dipped into the blue tent. He wasn't hurt. He had to go number two. Back to Ooh. you. Ooh, that's, that's, that's 
in the know right I'm there. down here with the defensive linemen. Man, they stink. <laughs> I mean, not like actual in their performance. I mean, just like physically, they're there's sweaty. an odor coming from the left tackle. You guys would be great at it. See how we've kind of made this into a funny thing? It's, it's still real, Amazon. <laughs> if you're out there. But telling them, people, the fans, give them the info that they want to know. You know? Yeah. They want to know these things. They, they want to know, know how to Gatorade tastes. Inside. Inside the inside. Like, TJ's not just going to report that the lineman is in there in the blue tent. Taking it. He's going to physically get in the blue tent to confirm that the number two is happening. I, I'm yeah, really I mean, I'm like, surprised there hasn't was, been a point where, where, where a sideline reporter hasn't burst into the, the, the tent before just to get the <laughs> scoop on something. Yeah, what's going on here? Right? Yeah, a little too much respect for the blue tent. Too like, much respect the extra for mile. Like, flimsy pieces of fabric that's, you know, it's it's not the it's not the velvet rope or the stopping you getting. Well, you into ain't the club. getting through this, right? <laughs> I mean, I, it's know. a flimsy tent that it's flips a tarp. up and down. Come on, Lisa Salters, get inside yeah. the blue tent. Poke your head in, be like, "Hello, Evan Washburn, you got this." Well, Chris Brockman and T.J. Jefferson will do that when we're on the sideline. Catherine Tappen, come on. Do you know what I have going for me though in all this? You're tall. That. <laughs> <laughs> But I'm also a former Cowboys quarterback. That's true. Ah. That's all it takes, man. Now, I don't know if you have to be a great former Cowboys quarterback. Did you win a game? No. Oh, shoot. All right. So, <laughs> we'll have Rich when we come back here on the Rich Eisen Show.